You are listening to the End Time Podcast. We live in a time when there has been so much truth and so much deceit heralded as the Word of God. A time when the word prophet can stir so many controversial thoughts, heated conversations, and conflicted feelings. But Holy Scripture says to believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. This special series of episodes is a discussion around these thoughts and feelings. What makes a true prophet, and do they still exist? It is possible to tell the difference between the truth and the false. What is the characteristics of a true prophet and his prophecies? Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy this episode. John writes in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1, he says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I want to begin into diving into something that it really is such a large and a vast subject with many varying opinions and many varying thoughts on every side. But as I read the scripture in the opening of 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1 to 6, the scripture is very straightforward with telling the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. But yet it has a very much deeper and more relevant application today than it ever has. Because there's many spirits operating in the world today, both false and true. But John is is writing here speaking, I want to say, of the present tense. As he says that every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come, Mm -hmm. not that he has come or not that he will come, but he's speaking of present tense. He's speaking right now, and this is being written after Jesus has already ascended up into heaven. Now John is writing in this book and saying present tense. Saying, if Jesus, if, if, you've, if the Spirit isn't confessing that Jesus is still alive today, still working in people, still in flesh today, if it's not confessing that, that Spirit is not of God. Mm-hmm. And, and even the disciples would, would ask Jesus in Matthew 24, what would be a sign of his coming and what would be a sign of the end of the world, as our podcast is called. End Time Podcast. <laughs> and... But there's been prophets, both true and false, throughout all time. As far as we know time, there's been prophets throughout it. And Jesus would even reply to them on a sign of the end time. He would say, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. But now I've, I've put two scriptures out that talk about false prophets, but there's also the true. And, and I, I want to say to draw an analogy in this way 
if you spend a lot of time looking at something that's false, you become harder and harder to tell what's true. But like in money, to draw an analogy, if you spend, if somebody wants to know what the counterfeit is, they spend time studying the true, studying the real dollar, studying the real money. So that way they can look at that. And when a counterfeit comes, they can see it's not real. Mm-hmm. So tonight, and, and starting out with this episode, we want to start to examine the truth behind what a prophet is, behind what prophecy and prophetic visions and utterances are. So that way, we can see what's true and what is false. Our guest brother, Ed Hammermeister. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brother Andrew. Nice to be here. It's good to have you. It's good to be able to to jump into this subject of, of prophets and prophecy, which is quite a controversial mm-hmm. subject in the world today. What kind of a place... What kind of a place in the scripture, how, how does the scripture define what a prophet is? Well, I, I, there's, there's so much we could get into, and I guess that there's different ways that we can, we can look at it. Um, and I, I can only relate a lot of this to personal experience at a, at a time when, when God was calling me and, and how he made himself real to me. And, um, there's so many ways that people say God speaks to them, but um, if I if I could share and say that uh, I, I'm 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 really basing this much on on what God has proven and made real over the past 35 to 36 years of my life, and how He's made Himself real, and it's Bible proven, it's held, it still holds, and and it. It's valid in a world that is changing, a world that is full of ideas and thoughts as far as religion and, and uh, such. So when you begin to examine, as you did, and the scriptures of, of Jesus relating, many false prophets are going in the, gone into the world. And then John, who also indicates many uh, uh, gone into the world and manifest in the spirit of truth and error. You, you'd have to say that if there is a false, it, it was derived from the real. It, it came from something that was there. And we know that the, the, the spirit of the enemy is to be one to emulate God or, or derive off of what God is doing. And so we could just say that the closer you get to the real, you can expect to see faults. But I believe that God has made himself known and, and we can understand it. And really it comes from the Bible. In today's day, um, if you speak of a prophet to people um, that would be out in the world, uh, immediately you're, you're classified as being extreme, you're classified as being mysterious or being out there. Um, if you would go to the church world, there, there'd be different schools. On, on one hand, you'd find a group of people that would, would say, prophet and if there's any element of the spirit and moving much is accepted as what is prophetic uh, be it a prophetic gift be it a prophetic office be it such but um, and and in much of that there's much manifestation so so people will will take almost anything as a as a measure of a prophet or or such but 
knowing the danger that's identified by Jesus and John as, as he had, it is, it's, it's greater than that. Mm-hmm. Um, on another hand, you'd find people who would say, and, and these are good questions to ask, and I think it's worthwhile to ask them, but there'd be people that would say that we don't have prophets anymore. We've got, we've got Jesus, and, and we could refer to a couple of scriptures, and I'll, I'll refer yeah. to one here first of all. It's in Luke chapter 16, in verse 16. And Jesus says, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. So I've, I've heard people say that that's a basis for saying, yeah, the prophets were Old Testament. The prophets were um, just until the time of Jesus. And, and this written in the Bible, it's, it's true, it's there for a reason. And, and I'd like to get into that as we move along. And I would even move into Hebrews chapter 1. Yeah, that's a very good, good um, uh, scripture. Hebrews 1, it says, God who at uh, sundry times in a diverse manner spake in the time past unto the fathers by the prophets. So he's setting the stage for something. And it says in verse 2, he hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom he also made the worlds. Jesus, when he was on earth, or, or let me say this, God, when he was on earth in the, in the form of Jesus, held a prophetic office. And, yeah. uh, but that was identified very many years prior in, in the Bible. So uh, if, if we take these thoughts and they're real they're relevant they're in the world today and they're good questions and they're the questions worthwhile answering and um, if we would ask somebody what a prophet is you might get a lot of answers but really our answers can only come from the bible and um, the bible is god's word or his manner of expressing himself to his people so if 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 we would look at it from that basis and uh, um, we were discussing this and, and, and talking about how the Bible was written at 66 different books, and there are 40 different authors. And so much of this dovetails together. It's, it's really not a book of men. Uh, it's a book of God, inspiring men. Yeah. The Bible says in, 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 in Peter, it, it says that, Men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So it was God who was inspiring men. It was um, inspiring them to speak. And they were speaking on behalf of God and for God. And it was recorded for, for God's people. So the Bible is God's word to his people. And, and his manner of expressing himself is often by that of a mouthpiece, which more than often was a prophet. That's how God spoke to uh, Israel. That's how God spoke um, of many events that were, were coming, even the foretelling the, the birth of Jesus and his foretelling. And even at the time of Jesus and after, foretold and spoke of things that would happen in the world today. So we, we can see how God has used prophets and um, 
and has identified it very, very early in the scripture. And um, so you're also saying, though, that in order to take that those scriptures and place them in that way that the prophets were in the Old Testament and God who in sundry times he spoke to us by the prophets is to say that God did it that way once, but he's different now. No, it wouldn't be. It would, if, if I'm hearing your question correctly. Uh, and, and let me refer to, to something because um, it's foretold. <clears throat> and, and if you take the Bible and you, you use the Old and New Testament, um, there's a correlation between the two. The Old Testament had, had many prophets. Then came Jesus, and Jesus spoke, but prophets still existed. In fact, you could go to Ephesians chapter 4, and it would talk about the gifts that God sent to men, and it manifested in five offices. These are offices, ministries, and it was the offices of uh, pastors, of evangelists, of teachers, of apostles, and prophets. So prophets were not removed from the equation in the New Testament. However, I, I, I would say God has chosen these gifts, but he's more than often spoke in a, in a way that foretells the future, that, that is God's word to a people through the office of a prophet. And, um, and, and we can get into that as, as you would like. Absolutely, that's incredible. I, I would just say, we're also joined by Brother Tito Jordan, Brother Maxwell Boateng, and Brother John Parazak. Just thinking about now, uh, in the church world, there'll be mentions of, or there'll be instances of prophets. There'll be people that will talk about the prophet of their church or of their organization or of their thing. What does the Bible say about what a prophet would do or how you'd know it was a prophet or not? In the New Testament, you read that scripture that said, you know, try them if they be false or not. But we'd have to look back and there'd have to be something in the Old Testament as well that would vindicate or show what a what you could say a quote-unquote vindicated prophet is. How do you know? Anyone could claim they are, but how do you know? They must have a characteristic, I think. I mean, there must be a characteristic of a prophet. Like something identifies, I guess, what you're saying, John Reese. Like, what's the characteristic of a prophet? Absolutely. That's, that's actually an excellent way of putting it because John does say to try them. So it does beg the question, then how do you try them? How do you... It's not by our own ideas. That's the key. As Brother Ed said, you have to. The only thing we can look at is the Word of God. We have to take our our ideas back to the Word of God and try the prophets, try these spirits, whether they be true or whether they be false. We have to go back to the one thing. If you actually go back to episode number one of season one, the absolute, and you have to try it by that and say, what is the absolute? So going back to the word I, I want to take, and, and I'm going to hand it back to Brother Ed because there's a scripture in Deuteronomy, and I don't have it written in front of me, and I'm blanking on what, what chapter it is. It talks about the way, the way a prophet would be. What would, what would be the characteristic? What would it be that would make a prophet true or false? Well, you, you could go directly to Deuteronomy 13. And... Uh, in verse 1, it says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, 
and giveth thee a sign or a wonder. And the sign or wonder come to pass, wherewith he spake unto you, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or the dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proves you to know whether you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. So, first of all, a prophet, if he does, if what he says does not come to pass, that would not be of God. Secondly, if the voice would lead you outside of something that God has already spoken and vindicated, then that would be a false voice. So it would have to be a, a true voice that keeps you in line with what God has already spoken. So, Brother Ed, does that mean that if someone has got a gift of prophecy, that makes him a prophet? No, no it wouldn't. Um, and and you, you could really, you, you use the words correctly, the gift of prophecy. And you can go into uh, the book of Corinthians, and it will talk about nine spiritual gifts that are given to the church. And um, these are the gifts of tongues and speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. It will be the gift of knowledge, the gift of faith, all these different gifts. There's nine spiritual gifts, and included in that is the gift of prophecy. So this is a prophetic utterance that is given or can fall on any one person at any time as they yield themselves to the Spirit. So that, that gift can fall on one person one day and on another that way, even though they're gifted or inclined a certain way. But that's not the same office of a prophet sent by God. And, uh, but it's a good question, Brother Max. Absolutely. It's a gift of prophecy. It's, I, I would even say, and go as far as saying, a gift of prophecy is something that it, it might fall on you once. You might only prophesy once. God might use you for that one time. He might use you multiple times. But to be a prophet, a prophet, that's something that is you're called from birth or even before that, that God chose you as a prophet. As the scripture would talk about in Jeremiah that way, they say before you were even formed, I've called you to be a prophet. That's right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a very good example, uh, Brother Andrew. Um, God speaks to him and he says, I've ordained you, I've sanctified you before you ever came out of your womb, out of your mother's womb. I sanctified you, ordained you as a prophet unto the nations. And, and that, was, that was God's fore, foreknowledge, that was God's ordination, that was God's predestination of a man to an office, whereas when you're born of the Spirit of God uh, and you're, you're born into the body, uh, the spiritual body of Jesus Christ, you are a partaker of that Spirit and the gifts of that Spirit can be manifest through the body. So, so that's a, a very good distinction. Uh, a prophet that is ordained versus a spiritual gift. Going back to your original question, Brother Max. I even want to go back a little bit. Uh, Brother Ed, you mentioned something from Deuteronomy about how a prophet, when he speaks, he will never take you away from 
something that's already been shown to be true. He will never take you away from the word of God. And and I want to go to an example, I think, that is very pertinent in that, and that is because it shows how even the, well, this might be getting ahead of ourselves, but how the anointing on a prophet can be wrong. It could show how the spirit can be true and the spirit can be false by what it brings out. Because I want to go back to Micaiah in, in, the, in the Bible, which is a very, I'll say, well-rounded example. Because it's, it's, it brings out where you have a school of prophets. You have a lot of prophets that want to go in one direction. And yet you have one man that will go another direction. And the reason why I want to make that distinction is because we, we have that tendency today to go with the majority. If the majority are saying this, surely they must be right. There's no way one guy's right and everyone else is wrong. And, and everyone wants to go that direction. And that's just a human tendency that we want to, we want to be accepted in the group. But in this, there was a king, and, and the king was Ahab, not the greatest of kings that Israel ever had. I'll let you read that in the scripture for yourself. But um, he had desired to go up and take a city that had been taken from him called Ramoth Gilead. And uh, so he wanted to go up and take it. He made an alliance. He knew he wasn't strong. He made an alliance with the, with the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat. He came down and they began to make a league amongst themselves. They were going to go up together. But Jehoshaphat was a godly king. And he said, let's consult the Lord. Mm-hmm. And now Ahab says, oh, well, of course. And I'm, I'm just paraphrasing really quickly for you. That Ahab says, well, of course, I got 400 prophets. I got all these prophets that we can have them down and we can have a wonderful time. They'll tell us what to do. And all of this was very religious. It was brought out in such a way that it looked convincing. And they came up with, now you're going to have to help me out here because I don't remember the main prophet's name. You could probably find it right away, but. Zedekiah. Zedekiah? Zedekiah, yes. That, That Zedekiah, the son of Shanhana, made himself a horn of iron. He got himself a sign. He got himself something that was so convincing. And he brought this forward to Ahab. And he said, we've all prayed and we've all got in here and we've come up with this prophecy that with these horns, you're going to drive out the enemy before you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take these. And this would seem very flamboyant, very, how could you not agree with it? But yet, Jehoshaphat, there was something about this man that was godly that he just, it didn't quite sit right with him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't quite happy with just the pompous of it. Yes. He wanted to know because there was something in him that said, it's got to be with the word. I, I believe that's what Jehoshaphat, something in his heart that was striking, saying there's there's got to be something that strikes with the word of God. Not just, well, let's go up, let's strike with these horns horns of iron where that ever been in the scripture before all of a sudden we got these horns of iron all of a sudden uh, zedekiah is this big somebody you know hold on a second here and but he says is there one more and of course ab says you know well <laughs> there is but i don't really like him all that much there's this micaiah fellow that he's always prophesying evil against me mm-hmm. you know so here you have your contrast you got all these guys that it all looks good and they're prophets and they're pushing in one direction but he says i got this one guy he's always so negative I don't like him very much. He's always talking ill against me. I, I don't want him to really. And Josh Vat, of course, says, well, go and get him. So he says, well, I'm going to wait on the Lord. 
give me give me some time and he goes before the Lord. God shows him a vision. And God shows him, like we said, where you know John warns us, Jesus warns us, there'll be false prophets, there'll be false prophets. Here you've got where Micaiah sees a vision of a lying spirit coming up mm-hmm. before God. And uh, we could spend a whole episode or two or three on that, how, how that all happens. But here this lying spirit says, let me go down. Because God is always desiring to bring his word to pass. And the word of God was that he had a prophet come earlier, a vindicate, a proven prophet, a man of God named Elijah. That Elijah, when he said it won't rain, it didn't rain. When he said he called for rain from heaven, it rained. When he called fire down from heaven, it came. He was a vindicated prophet. Nobody was questioning that. But he also said the dogs will lick your blood to Ahab. And now Ahab is trying to go up and take over this city. And Micaiah comes and says, I've seen a lying spirit get into those men and not to take too much time on it. But now he says, but this is what's going to happen. The prophecy of Elijah is going to come to pass. And of course, Ahab doesn't like this very much because as I told you. And of course, Zedekiah comes down and he actually, and you find it in 1 Kings chapter 22, where he comes down, he actually slaps Micaiah Upside the head says, which way did the Spirit of God go when it came on us? Verse 24 describes how Zedekiah smote him on the cheek and asked him which way the Spirit of the Lord went from me to speak to thee. And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. So you see, this little man who stood by himself against so many others, what made it so real to him that he was able to stand there and not only just prophesy what God said, but he knew exactly what would happen to that man. And he wasn't scared to stand on what God showed him. He didn't get angry. He didn't get upset. He just stood there right on what God showed him. And that's exactly what came to pass. And it shows that there, there is a false and there is a true. And often the false is a lot more than the true. God bless you and thank you for listening to this episode. We, we're grateful for every time that you listen. You can find us on Instagram at endtimepodcasts. You can send us an email at etpodcast at etmtab.com. And until next time, God bless you.